everyone to our very first official episode of Co-Pop. Yes. yes, 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 yes. And so after a couple of pilots, a couple of demos, okay, Sean <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, we're back. Uh, for our very first episode, and I'm super excited. I am too. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Let's. So, so what is Cold Pop? Right. Let's that? talk about that first for all of our listeners who might not necessarily know what it is. Cold Pop is a cool, refreshing take on the world of pop culture. Okay. I myself, Trent Rashad, and me, Marcus Drew Steele, have been friends for quite some time. And so what you're getting is a snippet of what we do basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Basically. Yeah. Um, commentary, you know, shows, movies, music, you name it. Uh, we always have something to, something to say. Yes, for sure. uh, so you're just going to get a piece of that each week, as well as a, to a look in our lives and what we're all about as well. Yes, so why don't we go ahead and jump right into it then. I'm down for that. With so our lovely first segment, what the hell happened? <laughs> yes. So what happened this weekend for you? What's going on? What the hell did happen this weekend for me? Lots was going on for me. Um, as we all know, it was 420 on Friday. Yes, so, it was. Uh, of course, me being... Festive Trent, as we all know and love, whose life is a celebration. Um, I wanted to celebrate. Okay. And what better way to celebrate 420 than, you know, sharing with someone else, giving the gift. I feel like there's a story in this um, that I'm here for. Uh, of experiencing um, the Mary Jane. So, <laughs> so for 420, I had made the choice that I wanted to share that gift with someone who had never been high before. Okay. I have a friend. We have actually a mutual friend yes. that had never um, partook or partaken in uh, the herbs. So this time we had an edible, uh, but just all of the craziness that ensued. You know, I gave my friend, who shall remain nameless, for <laughs> just for um, for his sake. For continuity right. sake. But uh, I had a cookie and I had a brownie. I, I, now, the brownie was for me, but I also had a cookie for him, so I just kind of broke off a small little piece, you know, just a little baby bird piece, little, a little you know, tag, here you go. Which is perfect. Tag. That's how right. you should which start. Is, which is, you know, how you should start. So, I gave him that and we're watching uh, TV and just hanging out and he's like, well, I'm not really feeling anything. I'm not really feeling anything. Probably about 30 minutes later, he's like, oh, I think I'm ready for the, like, I'm, I'm ready for the piece. I'm like, let's just hold on. Let's just let's just wait. Here you go. Take the other piece of the cookie. Here mm -hmm. you are. Please eat it slowly. And then I look over and the cookie's gone. Oh, so no. like, all right. I'm like, okay. So that was basically a whole cookie, which you already know. If you do edibles, like that's probably not that's... the best thing for you to do first time around. Right. Within about, I would say, the next 15 minutes, there was just various mm. um various stages of extreme Sadness. highs and lows um there were tears there was <laughs> i mean there was everything there was a dance off on all of those things and i who i'm i'm good for a dance off when i'm when i've been drinking okay when i'm high i'm more of a just a chill laid back laid back i'm very quiet right. that kind of thing okay but this time you know curtain up like the lights like <laughs> lights, it camera was, action it was lights camera action for him and so i woke up saturday morning it was like and i swear like i had that moment i went to a moment if you remember the movie Losing Isaiah where Halle Berry wakes up after her high and she dropped her baby off, she like, she's like, Where's, where's my baby? That's exactly what I went through. I was like, Where's my baby? What happened? To the like, where the hell is he at? 
I'm going through the fucking house, like trying to remember. Lo and behold, I remember I did take his keys and that he was yes. just basically in the He's other on room the couch. to sleep. But like, are you? I, I was Halle Berry in that moment because I thought I put my baby in the garbage. Like, go. I threw him away. I threw him away. That was me. No, he was her. well taken care of. That was me. I saw him when I got home from work. He was passed out. He had a good night's sleep and recapped the day after and did not know where he was. Yeah, but that was a good time. But uh, Friday was a good time. Saturday, the rest of the weekend was pretty chill. Like, I had a birthday dinner. We went and did that. I had, I went out, we all went out Saturday yes, we went out night. Saturday with the group. That was fun. That was interesting, to say the um, least. Because I was still celebrating 420, I think, You were. Moment. You said, let's just carry it into it the It was weekend. a week long, yeah. It was a weekly end celebration. Okay, Rihanna, you better chill out. Yeah, for sure. Here. Well, I mean, my weekend wasn't, I mean, it was eventful, but at the same time, I worked, too. Um... Your boy got some furniture, finally. Yes, congratulations. Long time coming. You know how um, welcome. You know how difficult this has been, how much of a journey. Yeah, but you're here now. But right, so but we I'm don't here, look bitch. back. Right, but I'm here, but I'm here. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, let's talk a moment about Saturday. Oh, do we have to? Okay. Let's. So just to kind of summarize, we have a group of about five of us. You know, we had planned to go to dinner. And so Trent was initially not going to come. And he was like, because he had just gotten back from a birthday dinner, did not realize that Trent was already high from said birthday dinner and thought, oh, okay, well, he's just full. He's going to come later. How does he beat us there? <laughs> and we left like a good 10, 15 minutes before I mean, you. Man. I pulled a Clark Kent. You pulled a oh, Wonder no. Woman. You spinned around and got there. But then after dinner, we decided to go out in Boys Town for a little while and hang out. And, you know, one club led to another. One bar led to another. And somehow at the end of the night, we ended up at, um, what's the name of the club? Fantasy. We ended up in fantasy uh, for an impromptu mini circuit party, basically, is what it was. It was we, not a mini. There was nothing mini about that circuit party. It was a themed costume party that we did not know we were entering. Y'all hoes jumped right into costume. Oh, and you know I'm real good for a quick change. I will quick change in a heartbeat and be ready to turn it. And that's what we did. Didn't get home until like five o'clock in the morning. That's true. I think we were at, we were about to go eat, and you told like you turned to me. You was like, "I'm falling asleep. I gotta. We gotta get out of here." Right. So I was like, "All right, well, cool. You know, it was a nice thirty dollar ride back here, um, <laughs> but we had a good time." Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Anything else? Uh, as far as the weekend goes, no. I told you the only thing I did Sunday was watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, which was a mess. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! It was so. Um, if you are familiar with the show, they finished their reunion. So it was reunion part three. You know, I get the idea of wanting to spread these reunions out as much as possible, but saving all of the gusto and all of the craziness for the end. But it was, it was pretty good. I think what I took from Real Housewives of Atlanta was it was clear that Sheree would not be invited back. Um, Why? What happened? Just because of how she answered questions when she got put in the hot seat. I mean, it was almost like watching Phaedra the year before tiptoe around some of the shit that she said right. over the course of the season. Okay. So that's basically the same thing that happened with Sheree. People going back and reviewing footage and saying like, Sheree, hey, why didn't you say this then? Or why did you... And she had a lot of... 
Oh, really? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Uh, so wait, uh, joggers. Uh, yeah, joggers. Uh, <laughs> September, September spring. spring. Yeah, it was September a lot. Of, spring. It was a lot. That um, was the theme. September spring, spring summer show. Uh, no, 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 summer. no, no. He's asking you about your line. You're not clear. No, I answered. I, I answered it. <laughs> but but no. you weren't clear. No, you weren't clear. Why am I getting No, I'm just saying. Like it was. Very clear that she would not be mm. brought back because she didn't want to own up to anything that right. she heard or knew. Be like, you show this, and they would go back and roll the and tape roll and be tape. like, she'd be like, oh, I really, uh, 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 I can't remember. Uh, I'm trying to. So that was just a mess. Uh, I love Nene Leaks, <laughs> and I love Nene Leaks for the simple fact that her formula has not changed since season one. I'm, it is right. the exact. Same. So 10 years later, here she is doing the same thing to Kim Zolciak, getting Kim together. <laughs> Kim Zolciak Beerman, excuse me. Uh, but just like of getting her together and being like, you know, there was a moment where she just kind of turned. She was like, you don't remember saying any of this? Mm-hmm. She was like, roll the tape. Roll the tape. She was like, you don't, but like, you don't remember saying any of this. What I took from the reunion, Sheree's not going to be asked back. I really don't think that Kenya needs think, to come back. Oh, really? Um, Kenya's in a very different spot. Kenya was very... Kenya got a man um, and a baby on the way. She, she was said very Mother Teresa. Very... Oh, really? Um, you know, this was a teachable moment for me. Like, just be... Yeah, she's in a, she's in a very different space. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even know if she will come back. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, I would love to see a, a shake-up in the cast for sure. I would, too. I'd like to see some new faces. Yeah. And... What killed me was, and I, I really, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for Andy Cohen to become a member of the cast because <laughs> he most shady. definitely was the last cast member of Atlanta. Like, there was an exchange <laughs> between him and Kim after the reunion. So, like, he, Kim asked for him to come back to the bathroom because okay. she was, like, crying and she felt like she'd been made to look like a racist and oh I can't believe all these people are just attacking me, attacking me. It was so negative, it was so negative. And she was like, You didn't ask me one positive question, Andy. You didn't ask me one positive question about anything. And he was like, To be honest with you, sis, none of your <laughs> shit was positive. Your whole story this year was negative. And he was like, What? And he was like, I'm sorry. And like gave her a hug, like a pat on the back, and like her I'm sorry, of regret. And was like, Keep it moving. Like, I gotta go. Like, it was it was funny to Dang. see him read her her rights like that. Um, which makes me think that he needs a peach. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, so that was my weekend. Cool. Well, let's get into our next segment. It is called Church Announcements. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Um, well, I'll go first. I don't really have much. Um, first off, I just wanted to congratulate us because this is, of course, our first official podcast. Yes, that, and that that is an accomplishment for sure. It is. <laughs> we have been through it. We have gotten the things done that we needed to. Um, and it's been a long time in the making. We've always wanted to do something yeah. together, but we've just never been in the right city. So if you look at, you know, when we thought about, oh, we're going to do the YouTube show, we're going to do 
the Google Hangout show. Mm-hmm. We're going to do Still Trending. We're mm-hmm. going to do, I mean, we've had so many variations of what this was going to be. And I'm, I'm glad that we finally decided on this medium this time. And we're actually doing something about it. So, Do you remember the first show we did when we were back in college? Oh, I do remember that. It we was, used to have a show. I forgot what it was called, but we did. The Flip Side. <laughs> yes. yes. We did two episodes. So, Marcus and I have been, we have been doing this, I mean, since 2010. <laughs> we are veterans in the game. Yeah, honey. like, we really have. I do remember Flip Side. Wow. Yes. Wow. Hello, welcome to the flip side. I'm Trenton. I'm Marcus. What's going on, guys? First off, we want to thank everybody who's commented um, to our blog. We really appreciate the love. Just keep it coming. I just remember what I think we had on these plaid shirts, these yeah. plaid button-down shirts. I had and a fitted on. Is that right? You had on a cap. And... But we did a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Ow. Ow. African-American men doing good things, man. Right. That's that kind of perseverance that I'm talking about. Right. Made me wish I kind of had a little bit. A piece at least. Something, you know. It was, they were terrible. <laughs> you know what? No, that's, those are our humble beginnings. Maybe we we'll yeah. put them on the Instagram page. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> terrible. Oh, gosh. Um, but other than that, also my other church announcement is I'm going to be in a short. Um, I had a table read Exciting. this past weekend. You know, she likes to do a little acting every now and then. And um, one of the friends that I was in another web series for called me up and was like, hey, I'm writing a new short. I want you to be part of it. And it's called A Hitman's Angst. It's just a two-person short. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to be playing the hitman. And then another mm-hmm. guy that I acted with in the web series, he's going to be playing the other character. And so we had our table weed last weekend. And we'll be filming at the beginning of May. I'm very excited about it. It's not very long, but it's fun. You know, it's going to be a noir-style type thing. So okay. it'll be very interesting to see once it's all put together. And okay, um, now. be on the lookout for that. Yeah. I'm scared of you. Uh, you better be. Now, my question is, did you have to get on the casting couch <laughs> to get this role? You know, what do I always say? You got to use what you got to know, get what you right. want. Yeah, okay? You, that's a page out of my book. Right there. <laughs> right. So, we know, we know the game. We know how it goes. Well, nice. But, uh, but yeah, that's all for my announcements. What about you? Uh, so, as far as announcements, big things that I've been wanting to do or been something I've been looking at is being a lot more philanthropic Mm -hmm. and I've always wanted to give back to my hometown so I'm from a small town Harrodsburg Kentucky about probably I would say about 12,000 people really um and it is a um it's it's my hometown I love it but you know I I have no intentions of moving back there and so I've always decided that if I wasn't going to live back there how am I still going to pour back into the people there and pour back into the community and I finally felt figured out how I want to do that in one way and that's through the start of my organization um, called BUDS. Uh, BUDS stands for Building Understanding Driving Success and it's named after my dad whose nickname was Bud but it's focused on motivating students to pursue uh, higher education and so getting minority students to start thinking about college and start thinking about it seriously and how to be the most competitive candidate for the type of school that you want. So I am currently organizing a summer college tour that I'll be taking in June with about 30 kids from my hometown 
And uh, we launched our website this week, uh, last week. I was just saying we lost the website. I was like, wait a minute, you just launched it. No, we just launched it. It looks really Um, good. And so we're really excited. I'm really excited about how this is all going to play out. And we've gotten some people to sign up and working on some sponsorships. But uh, if you do have the opportunity, take a look at our website. It's www.kybuds.org. 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 What did I give you? Four W's? No, you gave me two W's. (laughs) www.kybuds.org. Go to (laughs) kybuds.org. Go home to to drop. But yeah, so that um, was my big announcement uh, for the week and my big accomplishment. I'm really excited about what that's going to look like. As far as other things for me, I've, I've had this inspiration to write a lot. So I know Marx is doing a short. I'm currently doing a short as well. Um, I'm going to be filming for the next couple of Saturdays. Because she's booked. Doing that. Um, he stays booked. I love it. And, you know, it's been inspiring me to write my own stuff as well. So hopefully you'll see that from more of me now that we have the website and all of that launched for my nonprofit. I saw something the other day, too. I made the meant to tell you about Issa Rae just launched this little contest with BET. It was called a Create For You or something where you can submit a pitch for a short or a show or something like that. And then, you know, they'll pick three finalists and then whoever wins will the show will get produced into a series or whatever. You know, you already know I pulled up my script that I already got. I'm about to enter. I'm really pulling mine. So, So, okay, well, cool. That'll be some good motivation. Yeah, for sure. Um, Any other announcements? No, I think that's it for me. All right, well, let's move, move. So next up we have Tardy to the Party. Don't be tardy for the party. Don't be tardy for the party. Well, I know Kim's about to be tardy because she's not going to be back next season. You know what? I don't think Kim needs to come back either. But, you know, I always go back to Kim on that tour bus and how she's about to get what Nene Leakes is about to work her head out. About to wear it out, honey. But, yeah. So, Tardy for the Party is a segment um that we where we get to highlight basically things that we have been late as hell on so you know with things we got a lot of stuff you just heard our announcements things going on in our lives i don't get to watch tv all the time we don't get to watch tv all the time so you know or we don't get to listen to music all the time so these are things that we are just coming in um to knowledge about and so marcus what do you have this week so we've been steadily making our way through mm. Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. Now we've talked about this before, but you know, we started Game of Thrones all the way back in January. We did. And have been making it through. We've been pushing through. And we finally got into season seven and we're about two episodes in now. And I just can't take it. I can't take There's it. There's a lot going on for sure. There is a lot going on. With Game I'm of invested. And they I mean they do a really good job. I couldn't imagine having to watch this in real time so when all of it was coming out and having to wait, wait like right. all these you know months and months and months for the next season i don't think i could do all of that. i couldn't do it. i'd be so mad yeah especially waiting a whole year for like the next season like what yeah you that's a do? little crazy what am i gonna do what and i, I feel do? like we've been slowly taking season seven because we don't want there to be such a big gap <laughs> we know uh, the new season doesn't come until 2019 right we've really been taking our time with season seven but it's been good um any comments on season seven i know we've talked about the big things that happened in the past shouldn't be a spoiler alert but you know ned stark dying seriously blowing up all of that the what did you call what you call what's it called what she blow up the uh the sept the up she blew up the sept and the red wedding and 
All of that good stuff. But I think more so season seven, you're starting to see things come into play. Um, So where where you saw all of these characters, seasons one through six, in separate areas. And kind of just like all through Westeros, maybe not even in Westeros. Now that they're all starting to kind of come together. And Mm -hmm. that's exciting because I'm starting to kind of pinpoint of, you know, who's doing what and where specific alliances can reach to and and how that's going to work. Do you have a favorite character? Do I have a favorite character? I mean, I've had I've had many favorite characters on Game of Thrones. Unfortunately, they all died. So I'm not going to say anyone is my favorite. Not anymore. Um, They're all dead. uh, uh, Drogon, uh, one of the dragons. He was. That's my favorite. uh, Drogon, not Cal Drogo. Drogon the dragon. That's that's mine. And watch his ass be dead next week. And I mean. Everybody he loved died. Because they really will. And like, I got excited almost in season seven when I thought Arya's um, wolf came back. Oh, yeah. Not Miri. I was like, hey, girl. And she said, wrong. 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 You got the wrong. Do not fast go. My favorite character is Arya. I've said this time and time and again. Arya is like that person for me. I have gotten so invested. I am all anybody who knows me. I am all about the revenge storyline. I love revenge. I love when somebody's been beaten up and you know taken advantage of and just you know kind of put in this bad place, and then they're able to get their revenge on the people who did that to mm. them. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. You just I all hope. about that, Lord. I am. I God so said, am. The Lord said, "Vengeance will be mine." Come on. Ooh, I felt but. that, but you know, vengeance will be mine. And it you was this Arya's. And it season. was hers. And I'm just hoping that, that continues. So she's my fave. Let's hope she doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lady Olena is also, you know, she's pretty d- tight. She's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, she's a survivor, honey. She is a survivor. <laughs> she's just, you know, I'm I'm nervous because she was a little quiet episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just like, okay, this is what we, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. Well, she was take, still shook. Like, we're going to take Cassidy Brock. Well, yeah, for sure. I think that that's, that's yeah, that, that will do it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that will do it to you. I love how they was all complaining at that little round table during episode two of season seven. And then when they were like, and we're going to take Casterly Rock and everybody shut up. They were like, like, oh, yeah, okay, now that's a smart idea. Right, because everybody knew that that's where we needed to be That's going. how you're going to hit the Lannisters where it hurts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're steadily making our way through Tardy, uh, Tardy for the Party, through Game of Thrones. Um we're going to space these out because I just, I don't know I'll be able to deal once this is over with. <laughs> yeah, honey, I don't know. Like, people, and like, if you have any spoilers, stay away from me. I don't want to hear anything about season seven. Me neither. Until I get there. I'm going to treat you like you got the grayscale. Yeah, <laughs> just stay Poor away. Jorah. Jorah, more my, I can't. Mm-mm. That was also very nasty. But there's nothing I could do with it. He should put some Vaseline. <laughs> some put some lotion on. on. Put something on. Put his dry all skin. That is his dry skin. Right. That's all it is. <laughs> that's all it is um, the but other okay. thing we've been tardy for or actually we haven't been tardy but Chicago has been tardy is the spring weather winter has not gone away I don't understand I feel like we're in Game of Thrones because winter came and is still here we're in the long night no for sure I think <laughs> you know Marcus I've tried to tell you time and time again 
this is just the way of the world here. This is how things operate. We don't really have seasons here in Chicago. Mm -mm. Uh, our, our, our weather is more, um, it, it's, it's organic. It, it does what it feels. No, it's stale. Um, <laughs> it, it, it performs what it feels is what the weather is here. So with us having a couple of days of nice temperatures, I don't want you to think that you can put your coat away. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, you know, for those of you who don't know, I came from California where it's summer year round, basically. Like you can go outside with a light jacket on in December, January, no, and be fine. Um, that is not the case here. Not here. I have struggled, and um, I just I'm pulling my Mariah Carey. Can I make it through the rain? Because I'm not quite sure if I'm gonna make it. So you were like, I was told there would be tea. <laughs> I was told that there would be tea here. I guess I'll have to be like everyone else and <laughs> with no tea. You are not special here, okay? Right. You're in Chicago now. You're going to live just like the rest of the Chicagoans. Oh, okay. We operate with our weather doing what it feels when it wants to. I guess I'll okay? drink my own tea. Yeah, you will be, it will be May and you will have to, you might have to put on a coat, a hat, a scarf. Whatever. Okay, Come so that's over. just what it is. So it's not even tardy for the party. It's my prerogative. That's, that's, <laughs> right. that's the weather's theme. Yeah. That's the Chicago theme. totally Bobby Brown me. Right, for sure. So, um, Well, hopefully next week we can talk about some other things we were tardy for. But I know there's a ton of shows that I'm late on that I need to still watch. I know there's a ton of shows that you we still need to catch up on Scandal. Oh, so, I already know. And that probably will be for next week that yeah. we'll talk about. Because I'm... I need to have a sit down with Shonda just so we could talk about it's how the late. season went. Well, it's over with, so it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, matter. but I know that, you know, I don't think that we've heard the last of Shonda Rhimes, but I want to talk to her a little <laughs> bit about her next show um, going off of what she's done with Scandal. Okay. So uh, that's what I'd like to do. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all I've got for Tony for the party. All right. Well, let's move on to Fizz or Flat. So, Fizzle Flat is our pop culture section. This is where we really get to talk about the meat and potatoes of pop culture, what's going on or what's been happening. And uh, it's our opportunity to give our personal opinion on it. So, mm -hmm. whether or not we think it's going to make some fizz, if we think it's fizz, or do we think it kind of falls flat. Right, and didn't um, make that much of an impact. Right, so we're going to go ahead and hit some of the big things that have been happening within the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Number one, of course, Obvious. being... Beachella. Uh I, I I have no words really. If you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't had an opportunity to stream to get a link, I really have no words for you because You missed out. Yeah. It's something that should have been done. It's something that, you know, it's just I would have put it right up there with filing taxes. Like the fact <laughs> that you haven't done it says a little bit about who you are as an adult, um, and how irresponsible you are. Because <laughs> Yeah, you, you needed to go ahead and get you some of that. You need to go ahead and get your life. So we watched it yes, week one. We streamed we it. We streamed it. Woke YouTube. up 1 a.m., sat down here with our with friends and watched the show from top to bottom. <laughs> so everyone is like a little speechless. Uh, the thing about it was is that I think people are also getting frustrated with me because when I watch a Beyonce performance, I am You're like in the zone. tuned in. You are. You are. I am looking for it. I'm looking at everything. I'm trying to extract meaning from everything that she says, everything that everyone's wearing, what is not being said, all of those things. 
because I know the type of detail that goes into mm-hmm. a Beyonce performance. So I was over here honed in. I have a group of people going and you, crazy. And I'm the total opposite. I'm singing every song, just loving yeah. in the moment, everything. And I'm sitting there like, well, Trip, why aren't you like excited? Like, this is Shout dope. Out. Like, this is history making uh, right no. now. And it most definitely was, it was a moment in history. I think overall, the biggest gift that she could give us was a performance that made us feel special about something that is so much ours, right. which is that that black college, that HBCU, HBCU experience. Yeah. That is something that is so special to our community that not a lot of people, not a lot of mainstream media have not, they've not been able to tap into it right. yet. Or they Let me say that is. yet, mm-hmm. because now that they've done, now she's done this, I'm sure that there will be... Um, a big old black marching band at Western Kentucky homecoming, <laughs> but no, but uh, but just to make us feel super special about that moment and the singing of the the lift every voice and sing, mm-hmm. um, there was just so yeah. I think it was the biggest gift that she could give our community in terms of giving us something that we could be truly proud and look at and say like, wow, that's us. And it's just for us. Now I will say I have, I'm not, I'm definitely not a, I'm not a part of the beehive. I, I like Beyonce, but I'm not a hardcore follower of hers. There's tons of songs that I like, you know, I will get into it when need be, but this performance was epic. Um, you know, I'm all about a production, you know, we've done, we've put on several of them throughout college and beyond. And so I, I know the work that goes into something like that. Mm-hmm. We know the, you know, the, the preparation and the time and everything that goes into that. And that was a well thought out performance from beginning to end. Yeah. I was invested the entire time. Outfits were on point. Dancers were on point. Cameramen were on point, security was on point, lights, fireworks, musicians, bands, all of that was from start to finish. I'm already learning choreography. I don't know what you, I mean, that's all I can give you right now. You, you're learning the I am learning choreography, so there you go. I got to keep up with these young kids. Yeah, for sure. And I think it speaks a lot to who she is as a performer Mm -hmm. for her to go back and look at week one and then if you go back and look at week two she could have said oh that was a dead spot what can we do here Mm -hmm. what can we fix what can we make instead of just resting on the fact that she knows that that it was epic she's like how can can we make it better Mm -hmm. and that is one of the biggest lessons that i would i would take from someone like Beyonce is just how you are always looking to improve. Right. Um, and, and she most definitely did that. So, I mean, week two was even, I would say even more spectacular. I agree. And especially when some of the costume choices and, and things that they went back and fine tuned. Um, the only thing that I think would have made this performance more iconic. And I know that this would have been a huge undertaking as if show one and show two were completely different. Oh, child. Like, I know how huge of an undertaking that is, but, like, that would have probably solidified her icon, legend status with, you Mm -hmm. know, all of the other great musicians dead or alive. Like, if it was a separate show that was totally different from week one, I just don't know how I'd have been able to... Nobody would have been able to ever compete with that. Yeah, I think... I think... I was also thinking that, you know, what what would it be or what would it say if it was a completely different show? It, I think it would have been dope, but I think her going back and fixing 
a lot of the things was was just as good. Yeah. So, um, do you have any favorite moments before we move on to the next one? Favorite moments, of course, the reunion, the Destiny's Child reunion would Loved. probably be top. Absolutely. Um, the everybody mad dance breakdown. Yes. That everyone is playing. Everyone is learning. <laughs> was I'm getting too much money. Yeah. But I think going back to the sing and lift every voice and sing. Yeah. That and then also love on top acapella. Yeah. Like that was, yeah, I mean, every moment. Every moment was my. (laughs) (laughs) Every moment. Yeah. So, yeah, she she killed that. My favorite moment, bar none, was the Destiny's Child reunion. I've been a huge Destiny's Child fan since. The self-titled Destiny's Child album number one. And I've never seen them that in sync. Like when they walked down that runway mm-hmm. the first week in them camos, I've never seen them in like they was walking for their lives. And Beyonce was like holding on to both of them and they was like, all right, let's get this money. And yeah. they was out, they was like, walk for your life. And they did that. They shut it down for sure. Who didn't shut it down to me was Jay-Z. Um, I just kind of take him as a grain of salt. That's neither here nor there. We were there to see Beyonce, not Jay Cello. This was B Cello. Yeah, I'm just confused on now. It has me thinking about what this run on the run tour is going to look like. This on the run tour too. Right. Do okay. So let me ask you this question then, yeah. and maybe this is a question we'll pose to listeners as well. Do you think Beyonce is a bigger star than Jay Z, or do you think that Absolutely. she is overshadowing his career now as to where? When we used to see them on stage, it's like, oh, snap, Jay-Z's here. But now it's like, okay, can you go? <laughs> can we get back to Beyonce? I think it's just in terms of, I think it's all in terms of preference of, you know, which artists you prefer more. Mm-hmm. I think Beyonce has more of a mainstream appeal and has been able to do more with her, um, with her notoriety and with her fan base. Uh, she's really kind of developed a... A group of uh, I don't even know what to call the behalf, which I consider myself a card carrying member. Okay, but I mean the the following that she's been able to it's create, live or is, die, basically. It, it really is. It's it's something that's um, pretty extraordinary. I think I would say that Beyonce has overshadowed Jay Z as an entertainer. Okay, but. As a business person, oh, business, yeah. I, I think that they're I think they're neck and neck. I think he still got her on the business front because he has a lot of businesses. He's in the sports world. He's in, you know, the corporate world as well mm-hmm. as in the music industry as well. So I think that that he's got her beat on um, the next. The other question I have for you really quickly as well. Do you think that there's another entertainer today that could stand toe to toe with her in a production? I do. I have one person in mind and one person only. And I'm still railing for her to get her Super Bowl performance that she deserves. Hey, are you saying there's a artist that could stand? That could put on a show just as well as what she did. An artist who can put on a show. I think. I think there's one other person. Maybe I'll say. Look, and I'll say this. I'll say maybe with the right people around them, but. I think that as far as what Beyonce is able to do and what she's able to drive, because once again, we don't know who's who who really is working all of the strings with her mm-hmm. as well. I think she does have a lot of ownership in what oh, she absolutely puts out on she stage. Does. But 
You say put on a show, maybe. Like have it entertain. Okay, so let me just say mine. I think that Jennifer Lopez no. can put on a show just Absolutely as well. Not. Now I'm not I'm not saying like I'm not competing vocally, I'm not competing production. I'm just saying show performance from start to end. I think Jennifer Lopez can do it. Jennifer Lopez doesn't have the catalog. She does have the catalog. What are you talking have, about? She doesn't have the catalog to do that. She has hits. Number one. What are you talking about? Well, okay. I don't make me run them Jenny, off. Please run them off. Uh, so Jenny from the block. She's gonna. She's do. got Jenny from the block. She's got get right. She's got I'm real. Get right. Get right was a hit. Okay, I'm gonna give you get right. I'm real. And then uh, what's the name of that song? Um, you ain't never had a man so fast. No, you ain't never gonna throw me off track. Doing it no. well. Do it. Do it. You do it. Do it. You do it well. She's I got that song. That she's got all the old hits. She's got Lopez. Waiting for Tonight. That was a huge like club hit. She's got Love Don't Cost a Thing. That was the first big hit she had. You know, she's got hits. I, I, don't, I don't know she why. She play, play, come on, would you play that song? She's got that hit. And then she's also got the hit where she did the whole flash dance montage. Um, and then the, the, the whole flash dance video. I forgot the name of the song. Jayla's yeah, got a catalog. I, don't, I, don't think she, I feel like you're I think really she has the catalog. I don't think she has the catalog to put on a two-hour show that people are really going to. Well, nobody said it had to be two hours, but she's got the catalog to put on a very good show. Okay. All right. All right. I don't. Yeah, like you said. I thought you said go toe to toe with Beyonce. I mean, and she I, could. And I, don't I think, think she that's could. True. And okay. I don't think that she can. Well, let us know. We want to hear from y'all. What do y'all think? I don't think she has the range. She doesn't have the range. She doesn't have the range. So that's the she. I'm not going to say that. That's going to be total range. Mean. So there's the question then for Fizz or Flat. Can Jennifer Lopez hold her on against and Beyonce? Flat. <laughs> I feel like everybody. The Beyonce about to be out and be like. The Beyonce about to be like, not in her day of life. I couldn't say, say that you could put. Uh, or put on a show. As good as well as Beyonce does. Do we think Jennifer Lopez could do that? Because she's the only other person that has the dancing chops. She can at least hold a tune, and she's got production value because the Billboard's perform that Billboard Awards performance she did a couple years back was pretty epic and really really good. So Trent's looking like he's yeah. Very, I he's don't know. Very I, I would want to look at her Vegas show. I want to hear what people thought about her Vegas show. Uh, they love it. Like, it's really good. Okay. I've seen some clips. And what, you didn't like it? It's a little dry. You can use a little water. You okay. love a little... Well, I mean, like, water. that's just the Vegas show that you're doing every night. So, I mean, I feel like that's different than doing a... I think it can just use a little cocoa butter. A one-time performance or a two-time performance, and you can go as big as you want. Yeah. Like, I think she deserves to be able to get her Super Bowl spot. Tell you me she doesn't... She, you don't think she can do a Super Bowl after seeing the Katy Perry do it and seeing Justin Timberlake? Now, do I don't think that she could. I don't think I would. Honey, have, I would have Jenna, put Jenna Katie for up her there. Super Bowl spot. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Let's let her do a Super Bowl. Okay, you're not really buying it. We're gonna move on. I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. G uh, what else you got? So wait, what are we giving Beachella? Fizz or flat? Oh, it's a fizz for okay. sure. Obviously, J Lo's a flat. Okay, no. your life is uh, flat. You yeah. need to get that worked That's out. That's all right. Don't come for her like that. Uh, so next I up, I give each other fizz too. By the way, thank you. So next up, so we want to talk a little bit about uh, America's Sweetheart. 
Cardi B. Okay. She is American sweetheart right now. Uh, okay. She really. Uh, you name sure. another sweetheart. And uh, who else? Is I don't doing think it? she's America's sweetheart. I think she's America's it girl. I feel like there's a difference. No, she's. I think America. She's America's sweetheart. I feel like America is rallying around our girl Cardi B. As they should. With the announcement of this pregnancy and like As all they the should. support that's been thrown there but i want to talk more so about the album we haven't had a chance to really talk about the album we haven't uh, it just came out what last week two weeks uh, ago two probably. weeks ago mm-hmm. so when i heard it was coming out though when i first heard it was coming out my critique to you was what it's rushed i said it sound i said them not giving this the correct promo makes everything looked rushed Mm-hmm. So when the album actually came out and I saw it was only 30 minutes of music, I said, well, this <laughs> shit is rushed. I said, well, wait. I said, Not 30 oh. minutes, though. I said, oh, okay. This was rushed. This was a, this was a EP. There was a, there was a quick little PowerPoint presentation. This is an extended play. Okay. So, but in looking at it, although short... It is packed with a lot of good songs um, that I really like. Okay, so see, I'm gonna negate that because I don't I like. I like the album, but I'm not crazy about the album. Okay, like there are, I can probably name you the four songs that I like on there, which I will. Okay, um, Big and Head, I love. Hmm. I like that. I love Ring with Kalani. I love and. Um, What's the other song? There's one more too, but those are the only four songs that I'm really, you know, really bumping. The rest of them, like, eh. I'm a fan of Get Up 10. I'm a fan of Drip. I'm a fan Mm -hmm. of Drip. Best Life. I'm a fan of I Like It. I'm a fan of She Bad. Money Bag, of course. Uh, Mm. Ring. I do like Ring. I also like both Through Your Phone and I Do. Okay. I like both of those. I don't like Through Your Phone. Ring is my favorite. I have a cut like I like a lot of the music, and I think that she probably was looking at quality over quantity, as she music. should. So, and that's, that's why. Fine. So, you know, at first look, I was like, "Oh, this is only album's five minutes. Where are we gonna go from here?" But the music was really good. Uh, I'm excited about visuals, and that's what I want to see next. As far as see, then that's, that's the other be. thing. That from the visuals that she's given us so far, I'm definitely not impressed. I agree. I think that some of the because what Barty Cardi was mm-hmm. not that great. Um, I think that she has some room to grow, and that could yeah. be that could be one of two things, in my opinion. That could be them saying, "Cardi, don't worry about these videos. Don't nobody watch videos no more." No, they do. Or number two, it could be of we're moving at such a rapid pace. We don't have time to go back and really reshoot and fix. And right. we need to get these things. So out. maybe it's because this the, is the a pregnancy. rush against time. Yeah. yeah this okay. is a rush against time. So I'm excited to see the visuals. Uh, I think she does have some room left to grow there, but that's one thing I'm excited to see from the album. Hearing the album in my head, I also couldn't stop to ask myself, how is all of this going to work on tour? Like, how is she going to be doing money bag with this big old belly bump? Well, she's not going on tour until she has the baby. Well, I know that that was part of it. 
Because she's but going she's, to tour with Bruno Mars. But actually, in all in all actuality, she's still outperforming right now. Like she might not be like on the road on the road, but she's still outperforming right now. So with this performance at Coachella, it was like, okay, I see you, sis. I see what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you got all of these people back here, y'all, and all of this white. Mm-hmm. You know, keep doing what you're doing. But I so how are you going to prolong this into an actual full lit show? That's going to be, you know, exciting and fun for everyone. I would I say my... Like she got a, I feel like she got a pass with Coachella. Right. Because I, number one, the Coachella performance, I was not very impressed with. No, I wasn't either. And number two, the advice that I would give her, because she asked for it, right? Um, I would be taking this time to, like, really, really get into the details of your tour post-pregnancy. So even though you can't do a lot right now and you were just... Make, getting them coins at you know spot dates here and there you should really be planning out how you want this to look and really getting into detail and really making this a production and how it is that you're going to be handling this once you go on tour with Bruno Mars because mm-hmm. you cannot give us Coachella level and think that that's going to be okay yeah people are going to be mad right. about them tickets if they come just to see you right so that's all I would say about that. Um, I mean, all in all, I like Cardi. You know, Bodak Yellow will forever be one of my classes. That's a good song. But um, yeah, I just, I want to see a little more. And I will be interested to see how she hits the ground running after she has the baby. Yeah. So, anything else with Cardi? Nothing else with Cardi. The last thing. Wait, uh, fizz or flat? I will give uh, Invasion of Prime privacy a big fizz i will give it the type of fizz where you know uh just just a little a little above the glass not anything to you know it doesn't burn my throat you know it doesn't like make my nose feel funny not that type of fizz so just a just a little just a little right little little juice just a little juice so Uh, okay (laughs) well the next thing is this upcoming Thursday, Avengers Infinity War is coming out. And everyone is so excited about this, um, including my boyfriend. He is super excited about the show and where it, it's going. What I don't know what what's going to happen, what the rings are going to be, or what... All this stuff. Okay. Now, basically, all, I don't not, know. They're not rings. Well, whatever they they're are, that's the thing is. So I... Want to give this a flat because I don't understand necessarily what all the hype is about. I've seen the trailer. I'm happy that Black Panther is going to be in it. I'm really excited to see him and all of his crew. But all of this, I don't know what they what this glove is looking <laughs> like. It looked like to me, speaking from me now, this is an outsider looking in because I don't know a mm-hmm. lot about the Marvel, DC, all that stuff. It looked like a hash off Captain Planet because Stop. all them rings, Stop. that's exactly what it looked like. Because you know the Planeteers had them rings. It was Earth, Wind, Captain Fire, and Dancing of September. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all them people. Like, that's what it looked like. And if I was Captain Planet, I would most definitely have a, I would pose a Soon. rights issue. Because that's, yeah, because that's exactly what <laughs> Avengers Infinity War looked like. Okay, Why so. is everybody so damn excited for Captain Planet Part 2? Why is everybody so damn excited? Alright, so let me educate you. I'm going to give this a absolute fizz because I am a huge Marvel Comics fan. 
this has been a long time in the making. This They are in phase three now. We're closing out phase three. All of this started back way, way in the early 2000s with the very first Iron Man, and they have been building towards something. There's been standalone movies. There's been a couple other Avengers movies. There's been a Civil War, Captain America movie that has brought all of these storylines together. There's been combatants between Iron Man and Captain America and the Winter Soldier. But now they're all going to have to come together to beat this ultimate being and of course anybody who knows the comics they know Thanos is that one you know he is like the guy that dude and so what he is looking for are not Captain and Planet rings that's what they but like. infinity stones and Captain Planet rings and so they've been sprinkled out throughout the, all three of these phases we've gotten glimpses at the end of movies we've gotten full movies on there you know about who's found them who's been using them everything like that and so now this is all coming together it's also a very huge deal because people are also wanting to know what the other side of this is going to look like once Infinity War is over with. Because from what Kevin Feige and all of the other producers and executive producers on this huge project has been saying is that the next few phases are going to be completely different from what we've seen so far. Obviously, we already know uh, Black Panther has several more movies down the pipeline. Spider-Man is going to have some movies down the pipeline. It's not quite sure whether or not Iron Man or Captain America are going to be alive by the end of these movies, so mm. by the end of this Infinity War movie. Uh -oh. So that'll be a good question as well. And I think there are even talks about Black Widow finally getting a standalone movie. Correct me on that if I'm wrong people out there listening but this it's a huge deal and Trent is looking at me so unimpressed right Child, now and I'm that's okay really not feeling it and that's okay stay your ass home then. no I'm going because we already got the damn tickets but I'm if I don't see Gaia if I don't see Mati uh Wheeler uh any of my other <laughs> Captain Planet friends y'all he is still referencing still be Captain Planet. <laughs> I better see Mati with the heart with the was it earth Your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, Ow. he's a hero. Don't take pollution down to zero. Yes. That's all I know. That's all I know. That's all I'm going to give y'all this week. We're going to plan it out. I know I better see one of them in there. Because they could at least pay tribute. <laughs> I can't with you. I pay homage. I can't with you. Who said that? Pay homage to them. Pay homage. Because, yeah, all them damn rings. I, I said, that's Captain Planet's rings. What you doing with those? Okay. Um, anything else for Fizz or Flat? We talking about you, too. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs>
explaining, which we'll get into more into that later. The, the title of the video was I'm Not Black Enough or something like that. And mm -hmm. so he was referencing some videos that he found or saw that were pretty much dragging him online about, you know, having just white people and only catering to white people and being friends with Taylor Swift and stuff. And so Todrick went on this full 16 minute rant explaining all explaining himself basically about how, you know, those certain people who were dragging him don't know who he was, don't know how he was brought up or anything like that, and basically kind of explaining his blackness. And so that led to the question of, um, is there such a thing as being black enough in the gay community? Because I see that this is sort of a trend, and I've dealt with some of this, and I don't know if you have as well, but let's just start with that question on the table first. Is there such a thing as being black enough or being a black, being the right kind of black gay, whatever that is? I think overall, I, I, let's take the word gay off of it. I think okay. that there is a constant conversation or people have constant conversations about whether certain people, certain figures are black enough. I think that that's just in the black community. Right. That is, that is just a staple. That is something that we love to go to. You know, if we want to bring someone's credibility down, if we want to, you know, talk about them or make them not feel as a part of our community, mm -hmm. we will go with you you know you talk white and you're not black enough or mm -hmm. you know you think you white some something to that effect so oh you're trying to be white right you think you caucasian <laughs> so there is that to begin with mm -hmm. i think once you get to the black gay community there are already a couple of things that you already have one thing against you already in the black community being gay we already know it's all right, let's go ahead and put that. Right, we're going to put that in a box side. over here. You know, that's just like, mm, we're not even going to acknowledge you or or, or even acknowledge that in some cases. Mm -hmm. um, so you already have that one piece going against you in the black com community. I think because of that, certain gays, and I would loop, I would loop, I would loop Todrick into this. Because Todrick, if you even if you listen to his behind the curtain, if you watch his behind the curtain, he talks about not feeling comfortable around, um, you know, black people because he didn't he didn't grow up with a whole lot of black people. It was always just him. Mm -hmm. But I think that certain black people, because of whether you know not being exposed to, you know, lots of other black people or not feeling accepted right. by black people because of being gay, have found other have found other communities and so they've thrown themselves into a gay community or they've thrown themselves into a community or an affinity group of their interests right now what what that group looks like typically because white people are a little bit more comfortable with being gay and it's a little bit more it's a little bit more widespread a little bit more common and acceptable, um, and acceptable to, mm -hmm. it, to be white in the white community yeah, yeah in a white community and so because that is there, you will see certain black gays go to those communities and feel that acceptance and mm -hmm. be very happy. Now, anytime that they want to come back or want to, you know, I, I, I won't say come back, but anytime that they want to move identify, the two, yeah. they want to identify with that black community, it's like, hold up, well, wait. You know, you did this, you did this, and they're ready to call out examples mm -hmm. of why, why, why you aren't down or why you're not accepted. Um, so I do think that there is a piece of that. 
are you black enough in the gay community? But I totally get where it, I totally get why those gays do that. Right. So for me, um, I grew up, and I think you can kind of relate to this as well. I grew up in a very educated household. Um, my parents both have multiple degrees and, you know, expected a lot from us. You know, I came from a household where um, anything less than a B was unacceptable. You know, we got in trouble for that. You know, they wanted the absolute best for us. And so um, my siblings and I, you know, we, we were on that path. I have an older brother who, you know, is one of the smartest people I know. But where things started to change for us was when we got to high school. And being able to watch him, um, I don't, I don't, and I don't want to say this lightly because I'm sure he'll be listening to this, but I feel like there was a point in time where he felt like he had to dumb himself down to fit in. And I saw that and was, you know, that kind of affected me in a certain way. Because then when I got to high school, I was made fun of quite a bit for talking too white or being too smart or not acting black enough or not wearing the type of clothes that a black person should wear or having too many white friends, you know. And so that really affected me. And I think where I finally came into my own was college because then you started to meet other people who were just like you and then realize that there's no such thing as being black enough. I mean, everybody has their own experiences and their own stories to tell or whatnot. And at the end of the day, if you actually sat down and talked to a lot of these black kids, you know, whether or not, you know, they were quote unquote white acting or not, we've all got the same stories. We all got beat as kids. We all, you know, have the same experiences and memories and stuff like that. And so it made a huge difference or a huge impact on me to actually get to college and, you know, be around other black people who were just as smart as me, if not smarter, and realize that I could thrive in my intelligence and not have to tone it down so that I could fit in or not threaten, you know, other people who were the ones bullying me or making those names. It also came to my realization that the reason why people do this is because they feel threatened. Or is it because they don't, they feel less than and they feel as though that you're going to take off and you're going to prosper and be great and they're going to be left behind. And so now they're trying to drag you back down with them and make you feel less than because you were actually doing something or persistent or ambitious or motivated or, you know, striving to get a bigger education. Um, where I think this fits into the black gay community I see a lot of the same thing, but then I also see it's very, sometimes very catty and sometimes very um, kind of what you were talking about earlier. I think that we should be supporting a lot of these different, you know, types of, you know, being black. I've seen so many, you know, hipsters and, you know, goth or whatever, you know, all of these irrelevant little stereotypes that we like to put on people to begin with. But at the end of the day, whatever you like is fine. You know, however you want to dress is fine. However, what kind of music you listen to, if you didn't grow up listening to hip hop and R&B or something like that, it's fine. You know what I mean? You should be able to exist in this space without being threatened or made fun of by people who feel threatened by you. So that's all I can say on that. Yeah, I think, and I, we, you know, we say all of that, but I think that there are also a select group of people who are black and gay who have made every attempt, every 
I mean, have done everything that they could do to not be associated with the black community. For those people, I mean, yeah. they are they have an agenda and they don't want to be, you know, there's not they don't even want you to mention that they're black. But then I think basically. you got to ask yourself, I think we have to ask ourselves why are they doing that? Was this something that, again, were they severely bullied as a kid that made them want to Maybe. distance themselves? Is there something there? I, to, for me, I feel like that there is always a pivotal moment in every black kid's life, gay or straight, that kind of shapes them and how they kind of perceive through life. And for that instance, because I know several of those black gays as well i feel as though that something happened that set them on that course and not want to associate with black people and it it could be that it could be also of them just not wanting to be associated with certain stereotypes or them having in the past surrounding themselves with white people being associated with certain stereotypes and are doing anything to drive themselves away from that i went to a um an event Probably, I think it was like a Super Bowl party or something like that. And I made just like a funny comment with this guy who's this black guy who was gay. And I was just like, oh, yeah, something, something. I was like, I was like, because, you know, we got to get back to the West. Uh, to the, I said either the West Side or South Side or something like that. And he was like, he was actually really offended that I like had even mm-hmm. suggested that he could be from the South Side. Even though I was talking about both of us, he was just really offended that like I would even... I would even bring that up and talk to, you know, he's like, I I live nowhere near the ghetto. And like this idea that all the South Side is ghetto, which I like, I know that for a fact not to be true. Right. Um, But just just to not be associated with those certain stereotypes um, that have negative connotations. I do know people who, you know, are on the complete opposite end of not even wanting to don't don't see my skin color. I mean, it's there, but don't see it. So then let me ask you this. When you say that they try to distance themselves from these stereotypes, don't you think that they're creating a stereotype for themselves by doing that? Because now that puts them in a category of, oh, so just like we just referenced, those type of gays. Yeah. As in, you know, w- want to be a part of, I guess, the white community instead of, associating yeah with the they black put themselves community. in those stereotypes but i don't think that they in doing that they don't have any fault because a white person's not going to call them out on that right um and if there is the black person then you know they can avoid them at all costs uh just because there's always like if they're not surrounding themselves with black people if they're not making an opportunity to go out and meet other black people then it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a real big issue for them to to have that stereotype. All I when you say that, all I can think of is just that. And you know, I I've several, a few of my really, really good friends, best friends, are white. And growing up, my mom would always say, you know, go out, make friends, do everything. But at the end of the day, don't forget, like you are a black boy. There's going to come a time when something happens, and you're going to be made very aware that you are not oh, white. Sure. You are a black boy, and you better recognize and remember that real quick for sure you know and i think when it comes to the you know those type of black boys or black gays that you're talking about i think that that is also a very real conclusion as well as much as you try to distance yourself from you know this black community or whatever there's going to be a chance where you're running around with your white friends and it's going to come 
down very hard on you and mm-hmm. make you realize that, oh, wait a minute, I'm still a black boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that kind of, that sucks that, you know, you don't, you that they feel as though, you know, whoever they are feels as though that they can't relate or embrace who they are as a person because you can't change that. Still going to be black. Still. <laughs> Ashy elbows and all. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm gonna give a whole bunch of Asher babies. Black, black Asher babies. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, you know, and it really it, it hurt me to see Todrick so upset about the video. Cause he I mean He was, he was very upset. You could see that he had been like going through it. Like he was really upset about what the YouTubers had said to them. Justin J, who's already been known to be reckless, very reckless at the mouth and has said reckless things, um, did have some points that he wanted to make. And I don't know if I don't know to this day if he said that Todrick's not black enough. I don't think it's that he said that. I think I don't think that he said Todrick. I don't think black. he had to say that. I, I mean, think, all of his points really think, kind of pointed that out. Himself. I think what he was saying, or what he was trying to say, was is that it was funny. The like it's or that it's not funny, but it's disheartening that the moment that Todrick chooses to showcase a same-sex man of color relationship situationship is through the eyes of thug Mm -hmm. um which we know that name has a really negative connotation and that that is sometimes what the white community puts on us that 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 is the name or the the connotation character that they want to put on on us and so i think justin jay was trying to say todd you know, in this, doing this for the very first time, did you have, I mean, do we have to be thugs mm-hmm. in order for us to be on your album, in order for us to be in the show? But So, last question before we move on. Do you think Todrick should have explained himself, or do you think he should have just kept pushing, kept it pushing, and kept doing what he's doing, or did you think that this video was necessary? I don't know if the video was necessary. The the video of Kim kind of going through and picking apart everything that he said, I don't think that that was necessary. I think it was necessary to address it mm-hmm. because he says that this has been this has been a common critique, and this has been a common critique has, ever man. since you know Todrick came out with with some of his other videos. But I yeah, I think it could have been done differently. That's kind of what my thought was. I don't feel like he needed to go through and pick apart the video. I think he should have not even showed the video of all. I think he should have just referenced it and been like, so there's been A, A, B, and C, but then this is me. Like, who are you? You know, tell me who you are, you know, and explain that this is how I was raised. This is whoop-de-whoop. This is, you don't know who I am as a person. You know, you you haven't got a chance to hang out with me. All of that other stuff. You know, I I would have rather him just kind of kept the focus on him instead of bringing it back to the, these other YouTubers and actually giving them views, you know, and highlighting yeah. them in a sense. You know, I didn't feel like that, that was necessary. Question for you. Do you think that his response and to him showing um, black love was, you know, him and Jade Nova, do you think that that was a, do you feel like that was like a little bit of a cop-out or do you think that that was a legitimate, that's a, le- that's a legitimate display of black love? I don't know. Um, 
when you say cop out, what do you mean? Like, like was that him just being like, oh, actually, I do do it, or right? Like, see, she's black. I'm black. Black love. <laughs> I don't want to say it's a cop out, but I mean, if it's only happened once, it'd be different if you know you were consistently he also said doing it. But I think that 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 okay. the issue with me is is that all of the examples that he brought up was they're very fantastical, right, and not based in reality. Yep. And so that might be okay. So I think we're thinking the same thing here. And so at the end of the day, while those were honest, fact-proven examples, again, they were very, they were very fa- fantastical and very fiction-oriented. Right. No one's so, believing that you were straight. Right. That you have a girlfriend. Right. Now, what we would have probably, and this is what I've said about forbidden to begin with. I. I, I, I love, number one, let me say this. I love the visual. I, you know, pay, um, what's the song with Shangela? Uh, Doll Hairs. Doll, Doll Hairs is my song. B is my song. Type is my song. I've got several of them. But what I would have liked to see was a same-sex black boy relationship. Because I don't feel like we see that enough. Now, there was a small snippet in there. But it was he cheated on him, <laughs> right? Which again sets up these other connotations yeah. of okay, well now are all black boys cheaters, or you know, is this kind of like a mainstay? I what I am craving out of media is I want to see successful black boy relationships that of course have their hard times, but are based in reality. Well, honey, I mean. You've seen with these celebrities that don't exist. Okay, that's a conversation for another day. Because that's I next know, week. <laughs> I know the whole that you're about to head down. Um, that's all I have for Gays of Our Lives. Do you have any, okay. any comments or anything? Nothing but other than that, you know, being black and gay, we do understand it is... It's tough. It, it's, between it's hard out here. You are constantly... Stereotyped. two worlds and stereotype. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to kind of make sure that you are paying attention to both of those identities and not sacrificing one identity for the other. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. the other. Agreed. So. Okay. All right. Let's move on to our last segment. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice. I can can go twice. (laughs) Take a look. Hey. Oh, Reading Rainbow. Yes, that was good. All right, so Reading Rainbow is our chance to kind of talk a little bit about, it could be anything, mm-hmm. uh, really, but just our chance to talk about um, anything that we haven't been able to, to hit or things that we want to highlight. We haven't had a chance to talk about Drag Race uh, for quite some time, and we are five episodes in now, mm-hmm. so I think it's time for us to both Get, put our cards on the table. Let's see where we're at. You know, a number of queens have went home. Mm-hmm. We're here with, you know, the girls that we have. Plenty has went on for us to talk about. Let's review where are you at? Who are your tops? Who are your bottoms? After the fifth episode? or yes. Okay. So after the fifth episode, my faves, and I've got a few actually, and okay. I'll explain. Do can I do I get explainers in there, or do I am I just naming and then we you talk? get you get a snippet of explainers. Okay. Um, number one, I like Eureka. I like Eureka in season nine. I like Eureka now. Um, I like Monet Exchange. She's struggling. She struggled bus yeah. at the moment, but I pray that she can 
pull it together. I hope so. Um, I like Miss Cracker. I think she's very funny. Um, and low key, I kind of like Cameron Michaels a little bit. I and the only reason why I say that is because. She can pull a look together. She's pulling a look together every episode. And can't nobody falter on that. I agree. Um, you know, I feel like it's a cop out to just say, I like everybody black. Because I do. <laughs> but, you know, Asia and Monique as well. I like them. But I do not think at this point in time that... Ugh, I think they're going to make it to, like, the top six. But I don't think they'll make it to the top three. And I could be totally wrong on this. Mm-hmm. And then The Vixen, which has been a very hot contested point of you know conversation i i like her too but i think that so, and this could be totally based on the edits that they have of her um some of them come off as very vindictive and very you know just kind of hateful vindictive? but at the same time i like this last episode you know you do oh so i'm gonna purposefully put aquaria and eureka together so that they can do bad and then they turned out doing the exact opposite. Like, that was a choice that she made. Now, I don't know if there was more behind that, or because, but that's just how it was edited. Now, when it comes to Untucked, I'm totally on the Vixen side. I am here 100% because every point she made was very valid, and we've all been through that. So, I mean, it's kind of, I'm kind of 50-50 right now, but this is totally based on the show and what I've seen. I have no idea how things have gone behind the scenes, how, you know, if they've been continually poking and prodding her, they use this term, don't poke the bear. I don't know any of that. I can only see what has been shown on TV. Yeah. I think, for me, the girls that you highlighted as far as being your faves are all are all strong. I would say Eureka's you know, she's whoa, 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 whoa. So she's, this is not about a, my choices. What are your choices based on your opinions? I can give you, do but that. I just want to let you know that... I don't you know, need you to let me know that. Your list is... Because my cha- my choices are not going to change. Your list needs some work. That's... But... No, okay. <laughs> okay. Your list needs some work. And I'm sure your list is probably incomplete. But so. I'll tell you who I have... Who do you like? Killing it. As, as of right now, Miss Cracker is killing the game. She is, but she hasn't really won a is. challenge. She yet. has not won a challenge, but you know what my theory is, and I've told you this my theory before, is to not win challenges. You don't need we to win that. challenges mm-hmm. right now. You need to, to coast through. You need to, coast, you need to get your shit, you know, lay out these looks or whatever like that. Coast through That's the, the same top thing. four. Vixen said five. that last week, and she was like, I'm just trying to, I want to hear from the judges. No. I want to hear from judges. Girl, this is not the time to hear from the judges. Mm-hmm. This is the time to go back, it's, do your stuff, and then go back to the untucked down. room. Right. Um, I agree. So, but Miss Cracker is killing the game right now, and I feel like we'll have an opportunity to step out more mm-hmm. um, as more and more queens go home. Okay. So, her, I love the Vixen. Vixen is my number two. Mm-hmm. I think that she is a strong, fierce competitor. The Vixen needs, she's going to have to step it up in terms of her ability to be improv and off the cuff. Right. Um, where Miss Cracker has that. I think Snatch like she, Game is going to She has that Vixen. innate. I'm very nervous to see a Vixen in, in a Snatch Game or in another um, improv type an improv situation. Because I don't feel like she's going to be able to really bring it mm-hmm. um, home. I think she had she was able to coast a little bit on her last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but as more and more queens go home, the spotlight is all going to come. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm really excited to, or I'm really nervous to see where she's going to go. Now, who I'm excited about and who I think is going to get more and more love 
is Monique Hart. Yeah, okay. Oh no, I just don't. I, I love me some Monique mm-hmm. Hart for some reason. She is hilarious. She can pull a look. I actually, there have been times where I've been like, why is she not in the top? Um, there have been a couple times of why she's not in the top, and I've really tried to figure out why that happened. Um, but she's all, but she's also one that can give you off the cuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited for those three: Miss Cracker, Vixen, and Monique Hart. Like I said, I'm going to be doing some. Um, I'm going to be doing some workshops with the Vixen to kind of help her with her acting. <laughs> but Monique Hart and Miss Cracker are, I think, are my tops. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else for Reading Rainbow? That's really it. I think um, I don't want to. I don't want to go too long. Right. But uh, oh, we already are. <laughs> are we? Yeah. Child. Uh, it's okay. It's our first episode. It's our first episode. We're Give us a break. Right? Uh, but no, there there's some other topics I think that will be coming down the pipeline that I right. think I really do want to talk about. I, there's some for me as well. So. so Okay. Well, that's probably about going to do it. I mean, I feel like... This was a good first take of who we are. Uh, so if you enjoyed this... Prepare for more. Please do. We've Make sure that so you much. tune in and share with your friends but you can find us on itunes google plays probably spotify and wherever else we can find it um you can also be sure to go to the instagram page the cold pop show and give us a like we'll be posting things from there asking some questions and leave a comment we want to know what you guys like what you don't like what you want to hear us talk about what you have questions about because we are here for it. And you can also follow me, moi, Marcus Drew Steele, on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Marcus Drew Steele with the E on the end. What about you? You can follow me on Instagram at Trenton Rashad. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Trenton Rashad. You can, I'm on Facebook. Um, but make sure you hit the IG, Cold Pop Show. Make yes. sure that you go. Give us a follow. follow. Cool. Well, that's about going to do it for us. Happy first show. Yeah. All right. (laughs) See you guys next week. Thank you for grabbing a glass of cold pop.